Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host Joe Millman and this is episode 73, The Three Little Pigs. Hello and welcome into another episode of the podcast. How are you? I hope you are well since last time I spoke to you. Things have been a little bit mental around Shiny Heights uh, in the last couple of weeks, uh, which is why last week I just decided to take an impromptu week off podcasting. I'm not sorry. I'm not going to apologise. Because it was just crazy and... At some point, you have to kind of throw yourself a bit of a bone, and I w- it was just so mental that I just didn't have anything left to offer the podcast world. And I certainly wasn't feeling my usual witty self, which means you would have only got a substandard performance. And to be honest with you, I was—I just wasn't up for conversing with the world, even with the help of Sockcat, who came to visit me last week. It's been pretty crazy. Um, Sammy got ill with a chest infection, didn't even realise he had a bit of a cough, took him to the doctors for something else, got him to, got her to check it on the off chance, turned out he had a chest infection. He's one of these babies that never complains really until he's actually dying and then it's the worst thing in the world, it's horrendous. He starts mourning and wailing and flailing around, it's very, very traumatic. So luckily we managed to catch that before it got to that stage again because... As some of you remember, we had a little... Every time we moved house, we seemed to have some kind of child-related trauma. And last time we moved house, we ended up staying in Dr. Gray's for a week. And he didn't end up having the disease he thought he had anyway. So that was that. Sissamondes, the beast, uh, managed to have a day off school from being sick all over my sofa uh, last Monday. And uh, I was ill as well. I'd managed to catch some kind of weird lurgy and I was up sick. So, and I don't really get ill. I never get ill. So it's been pretty crazy on the general health front. And uh, obviously I have a house that appears to be falling down in several places and have been trying to arrange contractors to come and fix my roof. It turned out that the last cowboy builder that went up there Despite having checked everything and done the, you know, the quotes and talked to references and looked them up online and all the stuff that rogue traders tell you to do, um, he managed to do a total bodge job and um, there's been a hole in the roof for probably 18 months and the guttering's been blocked because of work they did and they've gone out of business so I can't even go chase him. Um, I might get my brother to trip him up in the street maybe. Um <laughs> But uh, that isn't an admission of guilt in any way, shape or form. In case the t- this person does fall in the street, my brother didn't do it, okay? And, um, yeah, so I've had to get roofing contractors. And it's been like dealing with what can only be described as the three little pigs, but with less communication, really. Um, it's been it's been mental. One of them just didn't turn up to the appointment whatsoever. Uh, one of them uh, turned up a day late after coming in the dark, why would you even bother doing that? Putting a, putting a card in my door in the dark, why? And then quoted me seven grand to fix six roots, roof slates. And and the other one just didn't book an appointment and rang me up whilst he was on my roof. Are you in? Am I in? Don't you think I'd have noticed if some fella was climbing on my roof? 
no, I'm not in. I'm in the pub having my lunch. Um, so that was uh, rather amusing. And um, luckily, that I've managed to kind of sort that night. And my, my slates that were on my roof that were broken have been repaired. My chimney's been pointed on the side that the cowboys didn't bother pointing. And um, hopefully, fingers crossed, touching all wood, the house should be watertight but it's been a bit of an experience dealing with workmen um in general they're just a bit hard work aren't they um so we'll see hopefully my uh, my tiles have been put back and the ones that are broken have been replaced and uh, my roof won't leak anymore so that that's good that's sorted minor issue with the keys estate agent lost a set of keys had to change all the locks have to get a new back door, um, pretty much you name it really, uh, there's the, the wrong with the house, so I'm, I'm slowly working my way through it, but I went and bought a Christmas tree, that's the main thing, stuck all my decorations up, and um, and we're cracking on with the, the festive season, so it's all kind of meant that knitting has taken somewhat of a back seat, and uh, as has um, the podcast, because last week was just not a good week, for, for other reasons that I won't discuss, um, uh, at Casa Shiny, if you will. And um, this week I'm feeling much better. Things are, are moving, progress is happening, and that's why I'm back with you podcasting today. I, I just can't podcast to you if I'm not feeling chipper. I feel like you'd be ripped off. You don't come to listen to um, Misery, uh, and, and I was a little bit miserable. <laughs> but you come to listen to, to, to good bands, uh, like Spider-Man on my roof checking it out having not made an appointment are you in anyway um what have i got for you uh, today then well i have some chatter following a visit at the weekend to countess ablaze's studio in swinton in manchester and uh, i have some whipping piccadilly news and a little bit of enabling as always so grab yourself a drink I don't know what we should have this week. Maybe some lemon tea and we will crack on with the show. So commencing with a nibbler's corner as usual and following on from our interview a couple of weeks ago in episode 72 with Alice of Whistlebear Yarns it is my duty to inform you that there's a sale on at Whistlebear, 20% off all the uh, Yevering Bell DK and Aaron yarns. There is a little sneaky uh, preview of the sock yarn. It looks like that's going to be going ahead. That's up on the website. But in the meantime, if all this mohair chatter has got you in the mood for trying some of it, then... Uh, hop on over there and get yourself a bit of a bargain. I still have my Yevering Bell DK that I'm going to knit a Lush in, but there's some really nice uh, colours there. I quite like the Merlin's Claw. It looks quite bright and sunny and uh, rich. It reminds me of uh, the funny kind of, not orange, but not yellow Fox's Glacier Mints, which are one of my favourite Glacier Mints. And, well, the fruit ones, they're not Glacier Mints, are they? Do they have Fox's Glacier Mints in the States? Someone let, someone tell me. Someone let me know. It's definitely a thing in, in the UK, but I don't remember if I've ever seen them uh, whilst being abroad. But yeah, sweeties, 
nice sweeties and I'm have to go and get a bag tomorrow and uh, yeah the colour reminds me of that but there are lots of lovely colours available uh, in all shades for those of you who uh, fancy a try at some mohair I'm sure I'll get my uh, Lush Mark 15 on the needles at some point fairly soon once I've finished bossing roofers around and sort of join us out and painters and whatever else and um, this is a good opportunity for you even if you want a little swatchy uh, to give it a try obviously you're getting 20% off so effectively if you're going to do a jumper it's buy four get one free so consider yourselves heartily enabled uh, to the sale at Whistlebear Yarns you can find that at www.whistlebear.co.uk and um, if you want to hear a bit more about the farm and lovely Alice who produces the yarn and dyes it herself check out episode 72 so on to visits then and being out and about if you will this past weekend, I went on a little visit to Countessa Blaze's dye studio. It is a new studio. She used to have one um, in Portland Street in Manchester, I think, and I don't believe that was open to the public. But uh, she's very recently opened one in Swinton in Manchester, which is, is more Salford, really, than Manchester. And... Um, Obviously, I decided it, it would be a great idea to go along and I did invite you all to come, if you remember. So we popped on over there on the weekend. It's very uh, easy to get to from my house. You just get the train over from Wigan to Swinton and then it's a short five to ten minute max walk from the train station. So it's quite easy to get to from Piccadilly uh, in Manchester, etc. as well. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with the Countess, she is a Manchester-based indie dyer and she's a bit fabulous. I a bit love her. Everyone a bit loves her. None of us know why we do. She's just brilliant. Uh, she does lovely, lovely colours and has fantastic colourway names as well, which I always really like a good colourway name. It sort of adds to the whole thing, really. And if you're a fan of Instagram... Uh, follow her on there she's at Countessa Blaze she has really great Instagram feed loads of yarn a dog called Gaius who occasionally makes it onto Instagram too and uh, she has uh, some health issues and she started to wear wigs because um, she had alopecia I don't think she actually has alopecia anymore uh, but she still wears these fab wigs are just amazing she had this really cool one on a red one on the weekend it's just like wow so like stylish and cool so and you've got this awesome studio and um so we went I was a little bit fangirly and met up with some of the podcast listeners and TGS crew to do some knitting and eat some cake and uh, support one of our local dyers it was small business Saturday after all completely valid I am supporting small business by going and eating cake in the Countess's studio. And I will be there again this weekend for the Saturnalia party. But that's by the by. And uh, it was really great fun. She um, has a very specific aesthetic and style to her work, which I like because you can kind of spot her stuff a mile off which is really good she's into quite bright colors and kind of quite crazy combinations but she also does a range of semi-solids 
and she does some awesome yarn clubs and she does fiber as well so if you're into pretty much anything yarny and you haven't checked her out before then you need to go over to countessablaze.co.uk and have a look she was a very very gracious host the studio is was downstairs in a victorian building a big bay window at the front and we popped up into the out of the gloomy grey Manchester rain and were welcomed into a beautiful bright white studio. There were cakes all over the tables, there was yarn all over the walls and um, it was knit group as well so we got to meet some of the knit group regulars too. And there was some more her love. There was some mohair love and because she's doing a mohair sock yarn at the moment which you can find over on her website and also there's a, a mohair like a floofy mohair uh, kid mohair and silk i think it is blend uh, that's available too which is um really nice for shawls and things i may have made a purchase just a small one just a small one i got some some neon yarn neon yellow yarn I almost bought some neon pink yarn, but I went for, in the end, neon yellow yarn with some sparkly bits in it. Why not? Why not? I love I love highlighter yellow. It's one of my favourite colours. Shouldn't be a surprise, really. <laughs> and um, so I bought that. We were accompanied by Sock Kate and Eki Dump and her sister, who's also a knitter, at Sparkly Shoe, who you will have heard before on the I Make podcast way back in the day, as well as Gingerbread Bunny and her friend Michelle. So there was a little gang of us, as well as the Nick Crew Massive from the studio. And uh, it's open on Fridays and Saturdays, so if you want to go visit the Northwest and you're around and you want to pop in, uh, it's really easy to get to. Certainly worth it on the cake front. And uh, if you buy any yarn, it's not my fault. Cannot be held responsible for any enabling that takes part as a result of the podcast. So um, if you are going to the party on Saturday, I know Isla Brittianis and a few others, let me know. I will see you there anyway. Uh, but if not, I recommend you make a visit. It's definitely worth it. And if you are further afield, then give her a follow on Instagram because uh, she always posts when she's doing updates, etc. on there, and you can uh, indulge yourself in some of her lovely colourways. Whipping Piccadilly, then. Apt, as I've been in and around Manchester so much recently. There's been some knitting. Knitting has been committed. Finished things include... The Lush Cardigan for the Beast, which is neon yellow and has been ongoing for some time. That is now completely complete. Off the needles. And that's it. I haven't finished much else. I have started quite a bit of stuff. Um, ongoing projects include the Oligan by Kate Davies. Uh, this is the cardigan version of Owls, which is one of her famous patterns that has owls around the yoke. I do have an owl's jumper and decided I was going to knit an Oligan cardigan to keep me nice and cosy in Scotland in winter. I don't live in Scotland anymore, 
But it does get cold in a big old drafty Victorian house uh, with a hole in the roof. Or not anymore. Yay! And decided to knit one because it was pegged as being really quick. It's knit on 9mm needles. It's new Lanark chunky held double. So in theory, it should be really quick and easy. Unfortunately, I've not found this to be the case. And I've also heard this from other people who have knit it. I have quite little hands. Um... Like it's been commented on how little my hands are. Like my my ring size is a J. I have wee little kind of like not even six inch hands, and um, I'm finding it really hard work to hold the yarn double and do the knitting with the big needles. It feels like a bit of a workout. The um, the manoeuvres involved in working with yarn that size are quite large, and it's just it's like being at the gym. So it's quite tiring and quite slow. I love the way the fabric's knitting up and it is going to be super, super cosy. And actually the New Lanark Chunky Yarn, which is from New Lanark Mill, which I've talked about in a previous episode, a visit to there, um, is known for being a little bit robust initially and then softening up afterwards. And in fairness, I've got to say that it doesn't feel that robust to me. It's not not rough on the hands or anything like that. And if it softens up from what it already is, it's going to be really, really nice. But yet wear really well. That's, you know, reports uh, of people who've used it say that is the case. So I'm quite happy with the fabric. The pattern is easy as it's meant to be, but the actual action of knitting is not. So I think I found my kind of lace weight. You know, people complain about knitting with lace weight and they find it really hard. Lace weight doesn't bother me at all. I'm quite happy knitting lace weight because it's the same size needles and the fact that the yarn is thinner doesn't really upset me. And I like knitting with chunky yarn. Um, I don't like knitting with super, super chunky yarn. I think probably anything above six and a half millimetre on the needle front is too big for me. So I'm going to plough on with it and enjoy the finished object, but it's certainly not anything I think I would be knitting again in a hurry and I certainly won't be looking for jumbo knitting projects in a hurry because I just think they're a little bit too big. So that's Oligan by Kate Davies. The next thing I cast on was Fragile, not Fragile Heart, Be With You for the Bead Along. This is a pattern by Boo Knits. She's another UK designer. You can find her on Ravelry and also she was interviewed in a very recent episode. Might have been 69, 70, 70. Uh, and she's lovely Bev, really really nice lady, does beautiful patterns and I am knitting this, or was knitting this, spoiler, in the Travel Knitter Stromboli colourway which is on her Tanami base which is a four ply, 50% baby camel, 50% silk. This is one of the colours from the Autumn Quarter of the Golden Skin, one of the benefits of owning the, the companies that I get to keep the yarn or one of the yarns for me, for advertising purposes, obviously. And uh, this was dyed by Travel Knitter, who is Larissa Barry, and she's based in London, East London. You can find her shop on Etsy. And um, it's a beautiful, beautiful yarn base. Uh, And I started knitting the pattern, but it started bugging me straight away. I've discovered that I don't enjoy doing increases on both sides because you have like a make one right make one left then you have make one right pearl make one left pearl and each one is different and you've got and it was just annoying me probably because I was so annoyed about everything else 
going on with my house and my roof and everything else. I just did not have the capacity for anything that wasn't completely ready salted knitting. So um, I played on with it for a bit longer and then decided that it was bugging me and that was that. And then I, I found a stitch that was wrong and then that was my excuse to rip it out. The yarn doesn't particularly enjoy being ripped out, so I'm going to have to be quite careful what I do with it because I don't think I'll be able to rip it again um, without it complaining. So um, my friend uh, sent me Voodoo, which is another boonets pattern uh, with loads of beads. So I'm going to cast that on instead because it's still beaded. It's still a shawl and... I can still check out, you know, the rules are you can have any beaded shawl, so I'm going to change to that. I was going to change to Cunha um, with some Beedale, uh, Eden Cottage Yarns Beedale in the colourway Ash, which is a 50% baby yak, 50% silk yarn, and it is like clouds. But again, I wasn't 100% sure that was the correct choice uh, of pattern for yarn. Not that it wouldn't work, I just had a niggling doubt that I wasn't doing the right thing with it so I didn't actually wind it or cast it on so yeah I'm gonna go for voodoo and see how that works out and uh, hopefully this one will be better although there are still increases on both sides I'm hoping that by cleansing my mind a little bit of uh, home improvements it should be a bit easier so that is Voodoo slash Be With You by Boonits for the bead along or the shiny bead along. And you can still come join in if you like. It is ongoing. Some people have finished. It's amazing. Some lovely projects floating around already, which makes my little heart happy. My little shiny, shiny magpie heart happy. So I did cast on some more things because I can. And <laughs> enabled. If you want to cast something on, just cast it on. Don't feel guilty. Just enjoy it. And um, this was a pair of socks in a yarn from the winter quarter of the golden skin. I can't tell you about them yet. I can only tell you that I cast them on and they're a pair of socks. But I'll give you the details in a couple of episodes time because I'm very much enjoying these socks. Take from that what you will. And that's all I'm working on really actively. The, again the the project amount has grown and the amount that I'm knitting on has not however I just think sometimes when life gets a little bit crazy and everything is kind of going on around you it sounds a little bit like if but it's not I am no Kipling uh, but I do do a reasonable poem um <laughs> the um the answer is is to just knit something easy that in yarn that you love uh, that's not in any way challenging to you so you can zone out and um, just chill a bit so I think the mojo is back and hopefully I'll have more to report on the knitting front uh, soon uh, I'd, li- I'd like some a bit of garment action I think I need a big a big project again after this beaded shawl so we'll see we'll see what happens um, feel free to pop over to the thread on Ravelry and tell me what you're working on right now or if you've done any of those projects and you have any top tips or any feedback on those um, particularly the Kate Davies one because it's quite a popular pattern um, bob on over there and let me know what you think In other things to enable you to, uh, just before we wrap up this episode for this week, if you're not aware, and it's possible you won't be, but most people are, um, that's not a slight on you if you're not aware of it, um, 
what at Wovember was taking place for the whole of November over at wovember.com. Now, unlike Movember, where everyone grows a moustache, and if you can't grow a moustache, you could just knit one. Um, there was a pattern pick on moustaches, I think, uh, way back in single-figure episodes. Uh, there was definitely an episode on, on Movember, which is uh, an initiative to raise awareness of testicular cancer. Um, this is Wovember. And speaking of testicular cancer, because we're going to, this time and I'm going to jump around all over the show. Um, there is a, a guy who used to be in the RAF and he was aircrew pilot who had testicular cancer and won the award for Britain's manliest man. Well, now he's trying to become the new milk tray man with probably his one, his one little spud left. And uh, again, to raise awareness of uh, testicular cancer. Not that testicular cancer is by any means a joke, but clearly he will have got some serious banter from his, his work colleagues and uh, friends and family alike about uh, his uh, condition. Once he was fine, obviously, they would have uh, bantered him. So yeah, he's he's trying to become the new milk tray man. I'm not sure if voting is still open, but I'll put a link in the show notes to it because I, I just, I'm, I, I don't know. I just, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I think it'd be a good good milk tray man. I might send him a knitted spud because <laughs> I think he'd find that funny. Anyway, um, <laughs> from testicles to... <laughs> wherever i was going wovember right yeah a day in the life eh it's like it's all the time with me it really is um wovember is a campaign uh to raise awareness of the wonderfulness and amazingness of wool and each year uh for the whole of of Wovember, uh, articles are written and put on the Wovember website, and there are different photographic challenges and all sorts of things celebrating everybody's love of wool. I did write something uh, last year about um, basically beyond merino and BFL, and about trying uh, different breeds that you've not tried before, but hand dyed different breeds because it is nowadays reasonably easy to get hold of uh, breed yarns certainly I know where to go if I want to uh, look for breed yarns and if you're in the UK that involves going to Blackie Yarns or to Black Bat are my recommendations there and Woolsack also have a list of small single farm producers as well that they're compiling which I will link to in the show notes because we like to enable you and we like to look after our small producers. This year was the year of the small producer, and I wrote a little blog for it, not a little boggy wog. Um, and yeah, it was good, good fun. Uh, for those that don't know, in my other occupation, shall we say, when I'm not peddling yarn, I'm helping other people to peddle yarn and designs, and I work with uh, people in the sort of yarn industry on all sorts of kind of business strategy and uh, dealing with sort of overwhelm of a growing business and kind of, yeah, taking that next step from it being a smaller business into being more of a going concern, if you will. And uh, I'm really passionate about small producers as well. I absolutely love single farm yarns and the idea that all of this fleece can come from one farm and it's got real proper integrity and provenance and to be able to really see where that's come from and hear the story of the yarn is something that I particularly enjoy and like we discussed when I interviewed Boo that's the reason why I love hand-dyed yarn as well not because I'm snobby although I might be slightly 
I think. Um, it's not a snobby, I'm only going to knit with hand dye because I'm stuck up. It's because that's a work of art before you even start. And I really like the idea that someone's had their personal hands on every single skin and, and picked a colour and developed it and worked on it before I ever even get to touch it. I really like that. And I also like single farm yarns for that reason in that it's all come from one place and there's a real kind of like I say it's an integrity behind the yarn and um, I wanted to really help those guys out because some of the feedback was that um, not everyone understands why they need to be on the internet and also I found personally uh, and I've talked about it before uh, that I found these amazing yarns that I, I think oh yeah I know that person will love that and that listener will love that and it's really difficult to send you to them if there is no way of buying online or if it involves an, a transatlantic phone call to make an order for yarn. And I really wanted to help those people. So I've written an article about how to bring um, small producers and their customers closer together for the very, very beginner. Um, because there's loads of things you can do to bring yourself closer to your customers and there are laws of strategies and it's all really in depth but you know what when you're running a farm you just want a quick start guide you want something a couple of things that are quite easy that will just massively increase your likelihood of being found and of people being able to come and buy your stuff without having to be a tech genius or knowing the ins and outs of digital marketing or similar so i'll put a link in the show notes to that and um it's had some quite good feedback so thank you if you have um posted a comment on that and hopefully it will be useful for people but i direct you to that obviously because i wrote it and um to all the other blog posts on november if you haven't discovered it already because it is if you like wool it's definitely the place to hang out my woolly mucker muckers um felicity ford felix uh aka knit sonic and uh, Louise at Knit British have been heading the charge on that again this year and there's been some awesome work there so if you enjoy reading the woolly woolly stuff that is something you definitely need to check out if you haven't already and also in enabling news uh, the shiny bijan is in advanced stage of development and production and i am planning to send out an email about it in the next week so if you want to be first up first in the queue and getting involved in some of the shiny yarn um the celebration colorway for being the world's most engaged audience and being awesome that's you guys obviously um, then that is where you'll be able to find the details for that and hopefully we can have some woolly fun together there will also be some podcast swag coming out very very soon so if you want to be in on that join the mailing list and you will be the first to hear about it and the other evil plans and clever tricks so i am afraid that is all we have time for this week I hope you've enjoyed the show. It's been rather a chatty one and uh, you've probably heard my chipper demeanour returning as the episode has gone on. As always, it's been an absolute delight to spend a few um, nitty minutes with you this week and I'd like to thank you all very much for listening. If you're a new listener, I hope you enjoyed what you heard and if you're a returning listener, thank you for joining me again. I really, really appreciate it as always. So I hope you'll all have a great week, happy crafting, and I will speak to you all again soon. Bye.
to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can do so via the blog, or I'm Shiny Bees on Ravelry, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest and Facebook. You can email me at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com. Music for this episode is provided by Music Alley and it is Adam and the Water Boys and I Need a Drink. I need a drink.